0: So what's your podcast about? Superheroes. It's a little geeky, but I think you guys are going to like it. Try not to be too geeky.
1: No, I can't promise that. Should we begin? It's a bird. It's a plane. It's the Geek and You Shall Find podcast. And now, your
2: hosts, Kelsey Dickerson, Brad Faye, Kate Fay, and Noah Berlin. Hold on to your butts.
1: Welcome to the Geek and You Shall Find podcast, Superhero Faces team with you, Noah, Brad, Kate, and Kelsey, and we're here to talk the season finale of season one of House of the Dragon. Now, if you're on here, you obviously know that we break down every episode of House of the Dragon, but did you also know that we have episodes on the entire season one of Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power, as well as Thor, Love and Thunder, and other MCU films? So make sure to check all that stuff out on our YouTube page as well as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all the other uh, podcasting platforms. And even though the House of the Dragon season finale just aired, we'll continue to put out videos and create content, podcasts on MCU, DCEU, and what other other nerdy stuff that you guys want to hear about. So make sure to hit subscribe, hit the little bell, and you can be notified when all of that stuff drops. But as always, here is your spoiler warning. Obviously, we're going to be talking about the season finale and really the season as a whole, potentially for House of the Dragon. On this podcast, you will get our thoughts, our hot takes, and we might even get into our feels a little bit. But again, don't worry about getting anything ruined for you. We haven't read read Fire and Blood, so nothing from future seasons will be ruined unless we're geniuses and we just predict things correctly. So that could happen. Who knows? Overall, yeah, right. Uh, Overall, I thought this was a a really good episode, and I thought it was a satisfying conclusion to the opening season of the show. We knew that from episode nine, it was called the Green Council, and it focused primarily on Alicent and her green faction, that this one would largely center around Rhaenyra and her Black Council. But when talking about this episode, which was titled The Black Queen, we have to start with that scene, which takes place over the skies of Storm's End. So guys, man, what were you thinking when we saw this? First of all, pretty ominous. What's his name? Uh, Luke Saris, Luke lands there at storm's end thinking this is going to be not a big deal. Just delivering a message to, uh, to Boros Baratheon from his mom. And then he sees Vagar. What was going through your head, Kate? When, uh, when, when you saw Vagar?
3: Oh shit. <laughs> like, I was like, this is not going to be good. Little Luke, little baby Luke. This is, this is bad. This is
0: bad news. Yo, when, when you see her, when she, when he lands and then, you know, obviously it's very gray and it's rainy and it's dark. You see her head just, I'm like, this bitch is huge. Yeah, She's yeah. humongous. Like, you know, she's big. Like, you know that she's the biggest dragon alive right now, but I just, even any illustrations that we see on Twitter or whatever, it just does not put into perspective how big she is and I'm sorry if I see that and I'm him I'm not thinking oh it's fine I'm here as the messenger you know that that's you know it's Amon's dragon like it's not like that's up for debate you know it's Amon who you guys have a rivalry and she is re- oh my god it's so crazy how big she is I I just I would turn right the fuck around and be like sorry mom I know what I'm talking
1: <laughs> Yeah, Brad, if you landed there with your little baby dragon and you see that, you know what that means, just like Kelsey's say. You know the, that implication. Well, what do, what are you doing if you're in his shoes?
2: Well, it's funny. Like, I, I asked Kate, like, literally, I'm like, yo, w- would he get, like, clowned if, like, he went back and was like, hey, so I got there. Like, oh, yeah, not, not for right me. <laughs> I'm like, oh, would they be like, oh, yeah, you kind of did the right thing. So I was wondering that, but, like, I do want to say, like, That scene was so badass and that moment was so badass. And I don't know if this was like done intentionally, but it kind of seemed like an homage to Jurassic Park. It reminded me of like the original Jurassic Park in 93 when the T-Rex comes through. And that's the first time you see like the enormous, you see him like up against the Jeep so you know how big he is. You hear that roar for the first time. It's raining. Grant, they were on Storm's End. So that's part of why it's right. But it just gave me flashbacks to that moment of like, holy shit. Like, this is really cool right now. Yeah, and you just know things are most likely
1: going to be bad already once you see the dragon. Before he walks in and sees anybody else, you kind of know what's going on here. But so Rhaenyra, she, we'll talk more about her. But she says she she doesn't want to be the one to strike first in the war. She wants to make sure she's being smart. She wants to shore up her allies first. So she had the idea or they had the idea that let's, you know, we'll send Ravens. We'll go and just make sure we could get the uh, alliances started. And Joceris, the older boy, says that, no, it's more effective. We could get there faster with the dragons and they'll take it more seriously. All these groups, if they see one of us coming and our dragons, right? So Joceris goes north. He's going to the Erie to treat with uh, Jane Aaron. That's her name, Jane Aaron, And Craig and Stark at Winterfell, which is cool to just hear. The word Winterfell and hear the word Stark again. That's that's very nice. And then Luke will go to Storm's End and treat with Boros Baratheon. And Rainier is like, it's fine. You're you're kind of related to them, uh, Rhaenys. Your um, what is Rhaenys to to them? Her is the aunt? Aunt? aunt. Yeah, no,
0: like a great aunt.
1: Yeah, something like that. But so yeah, like yeah. you know, you have Baratheon blood through Rhaenys, and so then the question begs: Well, if she is literally related to them, her mom is a Baratheon. Why didn't she go? There because that probably wouldn't have mm-hmm. all happened if she, anyway. Yeah. Um, it was funny when she, when Ranira made the kids swear, run out of Bible for them to, like, <laughs> like yeah,
2: that what? that was, was kind of weird. stupid
1: as shit. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> that was I mean, so like, funny. Not like
2: not going in there to scrap anybody, like, <laughs> what, what is I, I don't know. Maybe she did that like subconsciously to make them feel more badass and they were, like, no kicking ass, guys. And they're like, all right, these like little well, pussy can't do anything. <laughs>
3: jace did the other the luke didn't he was like scared you know but just
0: was like pretty ready to like throw some fists okay but neither of them neither of them should be ready to throw some fists because as we've seen time and time again they get their ass whooped and this time one of them got their ass chomped and
1: they're not they're not about that life for sure but so he walks in and amon's just stand there looking like a pirate uh looking like um (laughs) what is it um handsome squidward Bones (laughs) with the cheekbones <laughs> and uh, and the pirate and um and he just kind of lay there like watching and like just taunting from afar, kind of. And well, this Boros Baratheon, this guy's a dick, right? Yeah. And he, he's like, well, they, he gives him the 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 thing, the uh the scroll or whatever. And then he's mad that his maester is not there to read it to him, <laughs> like he just can't read. And uh, was there was a, there was a really funny meme that I saw actually that it was like. Well, do you guys know the story of what Leah Michelle, you know who yeah. that is? Yeah. Yeah. How, like, there's a whole funny thing, Brad. You, you don't know who Leah Michelle is, right? No idea. I didn't either, but she was, I guess, she was in Glee and she's on Broadway or something like that. But there's a whole internet thing where she's, uh she's illiterate she can't read and like it's I don't think that's actually true but like it's a whole thing and there's all this like a podcast it is, about it there's all these yeah. articles about how she can't read and so it's become a meme of like when people can't read just like posting a picture of her face oh. so it's like the meme in this one was like oh this is boros baratheon when luke got there and it was just a picture of <laughs> uh-huh. michelle which was funny um <laughs> but then he kind of gets big and he's like uh you come to me with empty hands, go home, pup. Tell your mother that the Lord of Storms end is not some dog she can whistle up and at need and set against her foes. And you just know it's all bad there. Yeah. But then Amon got kind of got out of pocket. Like, Kelsey, what do you think about the the sapphire in his eye when he took off the eye patch and you're like, God damn.
0: So I couldn't tell exactly what it was. Um, but bro, come on, like it, it's been so long. I know you lost your eye. But how is that the only thing that you talk about? And clearly, <laughs> Luke is—he's small. Like, how old is Luke in this? Still like eight or nine? Four. Like he's teen, I think. Oh, he's fourteen. Didn't they say that?
3: I was oh, I'm so has
2: that <laughs> much How much time has really passed? Like six years, maybe since what? Since he got his eye taken out. I mean, he was a
1: little like the actor. He looks like forty years passed between the change of like young <laughs> well, yeah, young Amon and the this actually-
2: Amon. But isn't he supposed to still be a teenager in this? Which is, like, weird yeah. casting, I get. But I think he's still a teenager. Yeah, you might be right. So, I mean, not that much time is really... It just seems like that way to us, because they went from, like, a kid actor to, like, a grown-ass adult. Like playing, He does look like a... Gr- like,
1: especially in comparison to Luke, who looks like yeah, a yeah, little yeah. kid. Yeah. And, like, yeah, yeah. it's...
2: Right, it seems it makes him out to be way more of a book. It's like, why is this thirty-year-old man picking <laughs> on this twelve-year-old kid? Like, it's, it's kind why, of it like I that. don't think it's like really that way. Yeah,
0: yeah, and I think I feel like Luke was already berated by Baratheon. I mean, he comes there as a messenger. Obviously, he was a little late. Whatever, we're never shown what Rhaenyra has in her. Um, My foster puppy just peed in the kennel. That's great. Um, (laughs) So storms end over here as well. Um, (laughs) We're never shown exactly what Rhaenyra puts in the message. Um, It's just kind of hinted at of, oh, she's telling me that I have to obey her obey my word that i said like however long ago and all this stuff but she doesn't even give me gifts or whatever um he is definitely uh you can see what's the name of baratheon that cersei's married to what is it robert yeah you can definitely see robert baratheon in him he's just egotistical he's kind of a bully he's kind of an idiot obviously you can't read um so i just think it would be really interesting. I wish we would have seen what she wrote in that little scroll. Cause who knows he could just be putting on a whole show, but Luke was just taking L's left and right. And then, you know, Amon comes and pretends like he's going to fight him. And then she, he takes out his sword and you just know, you're like, come on, like that shit's not going to happen. It just, that scene was a little corny to me. It just was a little over dramatic in my mind. I just feel like Amon had already had such a huge overpowering over him that it was a little unnecessary but
2: this he... is how wild that show is i knew there was no way this was gonna happen but that show is so wild there was a moment because like you guys have both said we don't read what's on that scroll when the maester like kind of reads it, and he kind of like acts like a little weird about it and he like leans in and whispers i was like yo what if that scroll says like kill this kid he sucks <laughs> Like, I'm like, that would be crazy. What?
3: Why'd like, she do that to her son?
2: I don't know, because that would be a wild-ass thing to happen that no one would. She would not do him. that. She like, loves him. Well, no, but like maybe Damon, like, intercepted it and, like, he wrote his own little message, like, Yo, this is not my kid. This kid's a pussy. <laughs> yeah, I'm sick of this strong-ass kid being <laughs> around the
1: household,
2: like, eliminate him. am
3: dunking on Luke, you guys. I love
1: him. So I would, I will say that I'm tired of them insulting him, calling like calling him strong boys. Like we we totally get it. Like that's not even a good insult. Like we we get it all that. But the, I mean, he kind of he went zero to to one hundred really quickly, where he was just sitting there like, you know, just doing nothing, <laughs> zoolandering, and then all of a sudden he just like lost his shit. And he took off the eye patch. The, the, he put the sapphire in his eye, which looked really cool. I'm like, just leave the eye patch off because you look like a badass. <laughs> but then he threw his his knife to him. And he's like, you better cut your own eye out or I'll take it, bastard. I was like, whoo, goodness. <laughs> and then he, you know, what's his name runs away. Uh, Luke, he gets scared. And he, he gets shu- uh, shuttled outside because Baratheon's like, not up in here not up Maybe. in here you're not gonna be doing that in
0: here not my house
1: <laughs> and uh and so then what's his name in a dramatic display um eamond picks up his his uh dagger that's on the ground and starts like flipping it around all like crazy and like all right we got it this guy you know he's <laughs> um yes. but man
2: then you, Do you just know really they overdo it with the like bastard thing like because i don't think because in game of thrones that was such a big deal that i don't Ever feel that way. Like Jon Snow was constantly every, but, thing he, like every when he meets I'm Jon Snow, oh a bastard. I'm like, God, like there are other parts. Such to a dif-
0: that's such a different circumstance. This is exactly why uh Veyman lost his head, was because it Jon Snow is a snow for a reason. He's not a Stark. You know, that he is. Out a legitimate bastard and the family claims him as a bastard
1: well, these
0: kids are named targaryens like it doesn't matter
1: well they're valerians just, actually but yeah same same deal they I are know. yes they are
0: they yeah. don't have the name targaryen
3: it's
1: so they're it's just Saris
2: and lucaris oh yeah valerian once then they it, get on once yes. they
0: get onto the onto yeah. the throne they would be targaryen yeah okay. i guess
2: that is the difference is like John is like acknowledged like no one's like Going to bat for John and being like, he's not a bastard. How dare yeah. you? They're like, Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I, well, to be honest, it's not that he calls him a bastard. Like, I actually like when they call the kids bastard. <laughs> it's it's more just like when they call they, they insult him by calling them strong boy. Like it's just okay, all right. Yeah, well, yeah, that yeah, kind yeah. Of thing. I don't know. That's annoying to me. But let me ask, I mean, the question that I really had throughout this entire thing, and we haven't even gotten to the real meat of the scene, no pun intended. Uh, but you know, what do you think what was and trying to do here like and Brad I'll, I'll pose to you first
2: what was his goal in everything he was doing to Luke I think it was just, like, e- e- personal, like, ego vendetta. Um, I don't know. I mean, the eye thing, I don't know if he was actually going to let him go through with that. I knew when he was in... The, the whole time they were in the sky and the dragons were chasing one another, I knew. I'm like, he's just messing with them. He's teasing them. Like, I never really? thought, like... You know, he wants to go I, I didn't get that vibe. But then in retrospect, when thinking about the episode, I'm like, yo, what? Like, and, yeah, we'll get more into it because I got, like, a lot of stuff on, like, his intentions and stuff. But, like, I really don't think he at the time like meant to kill him obviously but then I still like was like yeah but he was still cool with him like taking out his own eye with a knife like that's brutal like that even if people like oh you know and you know you see the memes and stuff like dude it was a practical joke it was a practical joke I'm like yeah but I do think he legitimately wanted him to like pierce out his eyeball so like this wasn't like man I was just ripping you for when we were kids remember like so, I, but I think, it, you know, that was mainly his thing is like, oh, I've got a personal beef with all these kids who used to pick on me. I can't get a revenge on my brother. So I'll take it on you guys more.
1: Yeah, but it's not that he picked on him. It's, he sliced his eye out. It's not that he's just getting like revenge he was for making fun of him. As
2: a kid, like they gave him the pig, like they were all in on that joke together kind of thing. Like, you know, I don't, I don't think they really showed us maybe as much of the bullying when he was a kid as there might've been. I think they gave us like, one or two scenes to give us the idea of like, oh, as you guys can see, he's like kind of picked on for not knowing how to ride a dragon. But I'm sure that was that kid's like whole childhood. Like that was a way bigger part of like his identity growing up. So I'm sure now that he has like the quote unquote biggest, baddest dragon, he feels like the biggest, baddest dude. And is like, hey, remember, you know, it's like the guy goes back to high school reunion thinking he's hot shit now and wants to like bit a little everybody. So I think that's like his intent, especially like, Like we said, like, he's not as old as the actor looks. So he is still a kid, like, doing dumb kid things.
0: I guess. I don't know. I, it's hard for me to understand where he's coming from about the eye because he literally had a huge, oops, sorry. He literally had, like, a huge rock in his hand about to, like, crush the skull of his cousin. Like, so of like or of you know Luke's brother. So and he that's was literally it, yeah. just trying to. He literally was just defending him in that moment, regardless of if you're bullied or not. Like that's very extreme, but it's hard for me to feel like Amon was just fucking around with Luke on this dragon, who is literally like smaller than the size of its mouth. Like there's no way. There's so many times that he could have stopped. Like when when Luke goes into the crevice and and Vagar is can't fit in there aemon is visibly f- pissed like he's mad that he w- like was able to go in there and they can't go in there when all that stuff happened in the hall aemon is pissed like he's not and he's not doing stuff of like doing the banter or doing the like you know stare down of like ha 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 like i'm above you whatever like this is coming from a real place of hate a real mm-hmm. place of like like so, something is going down so regardless of how they framed it in this show i i mean i think they did that for dramatic effect but um i did learn some stuff on twitter about what had truly happened in the books already like noah mentioned stay we stay hadn't read the, the books yet huh
2: stay off the twitter
0: no i i did it after okay at lore master um so apparently in the books Luke is already blinded by Amond once, after like once he's leaving Stormont. So Amon blinds Luke and then chases him on his dragon with Vagar. And there's so clearly there's intent to kill. In the show, they show it a different way. Um, you know, and it's so funny and also kind of a little corny in my mind where they're like, no listen to me i'm your master blah 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 you know when the other dragon like comes and puts the fire and it's like no listen to me and then right after that the Naaman is like no Vagar, listen to me and it's just i i don't know it was a little corny but that whole
2: scene but doesn't just... that make it without a shadow of a doubt like regardless of it, if you think it was executed well like he didn't mean to kill him like if he's telling his dragon like listen to me stop well, like he's not doing that messing around so okay they but say if you that, know
0: your dragon like you can't if you know that you can't fully control your dragon and you let it get to that point it doesn't matter
2: that's my we'll talk about that i have a different theory about that what were you gonna say now? so they say
1: that the, when they bought when a person bonds with the dragon like they share the dragon can sense the feelings of the person and understands kind of mm-hmm. the whole mental and emotional state of that person and i agree with you kelsey like he fully hates luke hates for what he did and like I didn't think any of it was because of the teasing from the kid. I thought literally it was going to be an eye for an eye and fuck you, little kid. Like, you know, you're a pussy. I'm superior to you. I want to threaten you. I want to intimidate you. But I mean, I thought until the very end where he's like, no, no, Amen. um, I thought the whole time he was trying to kill him. Where, where do you land on this Kate?
3: So I don't think he was trying to kill him. Like, I don't think that was his intent. I do think that you guys are right in that like, he definitely hates him. And has this huge grudge that he will not let go of. Which, I mean, yeah, he lost an eye. Like that's a big deal. Um, but, but what I'm, was his
1: end game? Like, if he wasn't trying to kill him, what was his end game?
0: Yeah, where are you going to intimidate stop him?
1: Gare, make
2: him pee himself. Like, kids are. But mean. How, like, kids are, but, but he, he didn't accomplish that is? already.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like the first twenty minutes of that chase, or like that's what I'm saying. Is like there's so many times that he could have stopped. And truly, Luke rightfully so is scared for his life. Like, you know, his dragon is flying crazy. Like he's trying to do some like seal maneuvers. Like you would see them do like against a great white, like, you know, doing all these things to try to outmaneuver this huge dragon and he's truly scared for his life. So that little baby dragon, who's also like, you know, a child, like it's not hundreds of years old, like Vagar, is sensing that. So of course they're like, when it comes up and does the fire thing, I don't really blame it for that, but like Vagar just got just got pissed and was probably feeling yeah that hatred for for um for Luke. I just but you With know, the, arg- was... the
2: argument that like Amon should get over, it, if someone literally scarred your face for life, you would get over that, and if you you wouldn't always be like yo, I'm gonna fuck with this person every opportunity I get.
1: Well, yeah, he knows la- that. Like, he has to know that the war gonna... is starting. Like the war, yes, there exactly. is a war against that side. So that's exactly. why I was thinking like it wasn't just like a playful thing. They're, these two sides are at war together, and yeah, at before. war yet. Yeah, but I mean, they are, but neither one has like shed the first blood. But like, they're, they are at war. When they crowned Aegon, they I don't think Aegon they wants were...
3: to be the first one to shed blood,
0: but he is. Sure,
3: and...
1: But but sure, but like, then what are you doing? Like, you hate yeah, this exactly. guy, and they're at war. Like, and you're doing that. I mean, if his goal is just to threaten him, like throwing the dagger, saying uh cut your own eye out right now or i will take it from you i want to give it as a present to my mother and then making him run away scared and like and run back
2: home like that is accomplish your goal like that, that whole chase yeah. didn't i'm not saying what he did was smart in any yeah. way i'm just saying i get where he's co- I-, I don't think it's like stupid or ridiculous like yo that came out of nowhere like he was really mad about that and, like let his emotions take over oh, no, like, no, no, everything no. he did i could understand but yeah, I totally agree with you guys. It was stupid and he fucked and he ma- just made life a lot harder in his family. Like none of it in my mind is like, was a good move. But like, at least I understand from a writing perspective of like, okay, I get why he felt that way and why he did that. And it just went too far.
0: I guess hmm. just one last thing is, it seems that Luke has such a great grasp of, I'm here as a messenger. I'm, I did my duty and like in this realm, you know, there's supposed to be rules about like you're not supposed to do anything to messengers and he understands like the ramifications of all this and that we're teetering on the edge of war one of Eamon's biggest things that we see in all these all these episodes is that he truly is a historian he truly is like he thinks that he is rightful to be the next heir like the next king so he really dedicates his life to that he has to know beyond a shadow of a doubt that there are going to be No matter what happens, like even him cutting an eye out, I think would be wild and would be like an act of like, you know, Damon and Rainier are going to like do some shit, but I just, I just don't believe it. Like, I don't know. I just, for someone like him and they set him up the way that they do. I just, I just don't believe that in just a a moment, you know, how far Vegar looked far as hell. He had to hike like three miles to go, (laughs) go even ride him. Like he, he didn't like calm down in that three miles.
1: So I yes. do think it's cool, though, how it shows that the dragons, like, they're not slaves of the people that ride them. Like, they have their own intentions. And, I mean, you kind of saw it with Vega already where um, Lena had to say, to tell it to like, three different times before she actually did it. Like, it hasn't, they, these dragons have the mind of their own. And I think that what set Veigar off finally was when Arax also disobeyed and shot fire, but, like even before that it was he uh vegar she was snapping at arax and all that and so uh, yeah it's uh i don't know but that one scene um when they show arax flying with luke and it's just so small and then you see the whole oh, shadow man. above it was unbelievable and it really just shows the
2: scope of the size difference and just it was so so cool to see it was yeah, like a horror
3: movie i was like
2: yeah oh my god It reminds me up there with Daenerys when um, Jorogon opens, you know, his wings behind her in that last episode. Like, of one of those, like, I'm like, yo, this is one of the iconic moments of, like, Game of Thrones lore. I'm like, that's got to be one of the top ten, like, images. Huh.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then when she just chomps down on him, like, literally, it's just, like, a tiny little, like, chomp. And then it was just into bits and pieces. There's, like, like,
3: pieces flying down. I was like, okay, that is
0: unnecessary we don't
3: need to see that seriously
0: and like she's so big and i can't imagine that flame would be that big like or she would even notice it i feel like i feel like that would be like a tiny little <laughs> yeah. like yeah. to her like see, she would it, pissed it, her yeah,
1: it I mean, didn't there was seem nothing, to do
0: any damage like,
3: there was nothing yeah. that
1: arax was going to do but i think that because it's smaller and it's able to be quicker and all that like if the if arax wasn't stupid and antagonized like they probably could have gotten away yeah so yeah, I
0: know it's so sad but to your point Noah that's a great point of like they waited to the very end for them to show like Eamon saying like no no obey me and stuff but the whole time yeah she's just snapping away and like true like I think there was a like a dozen times at least that she could have like clamped down or done like serious damage and they would be down
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah completely and I mean as much as amond is saying no don't and things like that i mean the dragon is feeding off of the hate that amond has too so it is his yeah. fault as well so yeah. well for the mvp of the episode it was actually really hard mvp and lvp both were kind of difficult for me um so <laughs> i don't know i'll get i'll get to mine shortly but kelsey let's let's stick with you here who did you have of the mvp of the episode
0: man I think there was there were so many MVPs in this episode because of all the little nuances from our boy Eric, who is a Eric with an E, who was an MVP before you know Eric. coming and, uh, 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 uh. Um, Eric coming down, you know all of Damon's scenes um, except for minus one. I mean, Renira, she was badass, but I would have to say Renice for me in this episode, she you can truly see her being that chess player behind the scenes. And she's the reason why um, the sea snake agrees to bend the knee for uh, Rhaenyra. And you see, Oh, it's kind of giving me chills. Like you it's obviously they did this on purpose and it's a little on the head per house of the dragon, but you just see all these looks and like, you see her observing a lot of observances between Rhaenyra and it just reminds you of one of the first conversations that we see between Rhaenyra and Rhaenys, where she's like, you're, this is never going to happen for you. Give it up. It should have happened for me. And it didn't. Um, and just seeing how she's truly seeing Rhaenyra for, for a true queen and that she's level-headed and that she's trying to, trying to go into this, but, um, Otherwise, I would say like the CGI people, it was absolutely amazing CGI in this episode. Um, A lot of great cinematography. And then that table, that table was so cool. When they lit it up with the coals underneath, I was like, what is this? And then I saw how they're doing it. I'm like, that is badass. So Renée, sent the table for me, the war table.
3: The table was incredible and I need one for my house immediately. Yes, yeah, they, that they got be that so in there cool? just
2: in time for the holiday season. <laughs> <laughs> <Literally>. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. They, Imagine uh, that
0: like in the backyard of your cabin or something and that's like instead of having a fire you're just able to go around the table and just warm up your feet and have some s'mores all and then, my allies and my enemies. Yes, talk about war. Talk about what dragon your dragon is going to eat. It's marvelous. It's, it's so funny marvelous.
1: too cuz before the before they lit it up and it looked amazing and I have some thoughts on that that I'll get to later too, but the for opening scene of the episode was a close up of the whole table and the map on it, and the first thing that came to my mind was like, "Oh yeah, that's where uh, Stannis got it in with uh, Melisandre." On that, on that <laughs> oh, oh, wow. oh, is yeah, that where? Yeah, that's the uh, the smoke baby got. Uh... I not even think of that. <laughs> yeah, that's the first thing I thought of. I'm like, "God damn, this show's fucked up." <laughs> <laughs> Kate, who was your uh, who was your MVP?
3: Well, I think it's pretty clear from my background today, but it was no question for me, Rhaenyra. Um, She has been this entire series. I think she's incredible. This is a woman who lost her father, had a stillborn baby and like a very difficult birth and still manages to start talking about war strategy and start planning out, you know, what she's going to do. Um, and I think it would have been really easy. I, I get where Damon and all these other people that want to just like strike first and be like, you know, fuck them. Let's go get them. I understand that because I feel the same way. (laughs) Like I hate the greens. Like I want to go get them. But, um, but I think Rainier is really smart in just saying like, okay, wait one second. Like, let's figure out who's on our side. Like, how are we going to do this? We're going to, you know, cut off the shipping lanes to King's landing, and that's going to hopefully, you know, help without some of this bloodshed. And I just like admire her so much for being able to do that and, and listen to kind of her gut and her intuition after she's been through this like super terrible experience.
2: Okay. Brad. (laughs) I mean, it might be the first time in the history of this podcast I'm I'm in agreement with Kelsey. Uh, <laughs> I, you know, aside from the CGI peeps, I I will admit I did a 180 on Princess uh, Raines, and I said, you know, from from she went from literally I think my LVP last week with her with her decision making, to, and I I want if someone out there wants to go back and rewatch last week's podcast or I go back into it. I'm pretty sure I said, like, maybe at some point she'll get to explain why she did what she did. And everyone was like, she's never going to, that's never going to come up between her and Damon. She had that chance. And she explained it away where I was like, okay, it's not her war to start. Like, I get that. She gave a justified excuse. And then to Kelsey's point, uh, she got Corliss, you know, to side with them. Uh, After, you know, Corliss was like, let's just go off into the sunset, live the rest of our lives. And lastly, she's about to go secure like an important component to what Team Black will need moving forward against Team Green and like blocking off like trade passes and stuff. So yeah, I thought she really you know did a one eighty from last week and went LVP to MVP.
1: Hmm.
2: Yeah, I mean it's hard to to disagree with that, and
1: I have uh, I I'm right there with you two, not as much Kate on this one, uh, but. Yeah, my interviews my number ones were the duo of Corliss and Rannis. Uh, I just think they're both great because they're they're flawed, but they have the most probably stable relationship out of anybody in this uh, in this show. And so Corliss, first off, he basically came back to life. Everyone thought he was dead. And like, I mean, I thought he wasn't coming back the way they talk about him and he they, he just kind of disappeared. Um, he's obviously flawed. She's pissed off at him. but you know they're together and they talk things out. he's like, you know what? you're right. Our pursuit of the Iron Throne is over. let's just go back to Driftmark. we'll go to high tide and we're just gonna chill we're gonna stay out of this we're gonna chill we're gonna retire and she's like well actually no i don't i don't think that anymore (laughs) you know (laughs) he's like but this girl conspired in the death and blah 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 she poisons everything she touches and he's like well that girl is the only reason that that the realm is being stable right now so it was just cool and then he entered the room like a boss with a cane he's like yeah the high tower treason can't stand pledges the full support Uh, of the fleet and of the Valerian house to them and kind of Rhaenyra knows that they didn't have to do that and so I think that she kind of owes him a little bit whether it's with a position or whatever but so I think that both of them them crushed it Rhaenys was notable as well with exactly like you said Brad and as soon as they had that conversation um what's his name Damon's like you could have he usurped the throne you could have killed all of them and he was pissed and she's like You know, I knew war was starting, but it's not my my job to, you know, to land the first blow or whatever she said. So I don't know. She was cool. Yeah, it was. But at least they talked about it. Like, because if they hadn't, it would have just been like, uh, you know what I mean? It was exactly what we talked about last episode. So I'm glad that they addressed it at least. And she was still rocking her armor. And it was notable, too, when when the crown gets placed on Rhaenyra's head and everyone bends the knee and it was a cool moment. And then you see her kind of just smirking in the background, still standing, not bending the knee. And you just see her sizing up the situation, sizing up Rhaenyra. And it was nice to see the development of Rhaenys as a character going from like, they're not going to accept you. You don't deserve this to understanding like, you know, she's talented and she's smart and, and she deserves this. So. I thought that that was a cool thing, and my honorable mention was Sir Eric, just like you brought up, Kelsey made his way to Dragonstone, joined the Blacks, stole the crown, It's just like, what a cool moment he, he did yeah. that, um, He he's just dope, and Rainier looked great with the crown on, and he already was playing a big role, he was the guy that announced everyone, uh, Lord Coldless <laughs> Valerian, I'm like, oh, he got a promotion mm-hmm. already, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and we also well, saw when they had the meeting, we saw Eric versus
2: Eric. We saw the two of them for the first time as foes. That was kind of cool. I did have flashbacks, Noah, to when we we saw the Batman in theaters. And I remember the scene when, like, Alfred wakes up in the bed. And he, like, and Bruce just, like, starts, like, chewing him out. And you, like, Roasting laugh. him? And you're, like, yo, <laughs> like... I had flashbacks when Corliss like wakes up and like he sees his wife like sleeping and he's like, oh, I've tortured <laughs> men for sleeping on the watch. And she's like, yo, you, let's talk about our dead kids for a second. <laughs> and I like, oh. yeah, That's so yeah, true. She That's,
3: was like, no.
1: That is such uh-huh. a good comparison too. And that scene that was ridiculous in the Batman. Dude, Alfred is in a cult. Col- <laughs> he served you his entire life. He's in a coma because of you. And then he wakes up and he's so happy. Oh, Master Bruce, I'm so happy you're here. He's like, you fucked this up. I'm like, bro, give him a second. He- <laughs> Which, okay, well, maybe
0: maybe we should do, I think that gives me an idea, we should do a review of the Batman because we didn't do one. I think it would be good because Emo. Coming soon,
1: ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, coming yeah, coming soon. soon.
0: Emo Batman is not where it's at. Yeah, no, um, it's not,
1: but Oh, go. yeah, I was
0: just going to say, yeah, you're, you reminded me of, uh, I really love the scene before that scene, which I, I don't love. But when Ranira tells everyone to get out besides Damon, she's like, everyone leave. And you see, I, and obviously purposely, Renice is the last one to go. And then she's like, you know, like doing her looks again. And then that's when she goes into Corliss. And also, when Corliss says that, when he wakes up, He didn't say it like in a joking manner or anything like that. He's like, you are, he's like, I've killed men for falling asleep on watch. You are no man. And like, just like, doesn't smile or anything. I would be like, I'd be like, bitch. Okay. Let's talk. You want to talk? You've been gone for five years. You just got yourself (laughs) killed. Like, okay, let's talk. Like, so I am 100%. I would be your too. I would have woke his ass up to have that conversation. (laughs) <laughs> did,
2: did you think when they were like clear the room and renee's kind of stayed like i was like yeah was she really testing the situation like she's just gonna stand there and like <laughs> oh oh me too oh okay. oh okay. <laughs> like i really, I was like is she trying to see if she could just get away with no no we're the same like clear the rooms means like them these motherfuckers yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah she's so like, like I- the intern that thinks they're like way more important than they are
1: <laughs> if i don't move they won't notice i'm still here <laughs> Uh, well, that sounds like a perfect transition for talking about the LVP, the big loser of this episode. And obviously, I, I feel like well, a lot of us are in a disagreement, but I'm very interested in Brad's LVP because he kind
2: of teased it earlier. What do you got, Brad? My LVP for this episode is fake news. And I think in this episode, you know, I, I'm waiting for everyone to bash on Amon. And, you know, he's going to be some people's LVPs. But I really think this episode just shows, again, that when you're given, like, a lie, that myth can kind of become reality. And that's why we're, you know, we established in episode one when Viserys says, like, we don't control the dragons. It's an illusion. It's done to intimidate people. Aemon's not privy to this information. He doesn't know it. So he has no idea, like at the time, like you're not 100 percent in control of the situation. things can go awry. So I think it just shows like how a myth can become a reality, but at the same time, that doesn't make it truth. So that's why my LVP this week, you know, if you go pick up your car from the mechanic and he says, "Hey, I fixed your brakes, and then your brakes go out 10 minutes later on your way home, that's not your fault. That's the mechanic's fault. So I just feel like Eamon's going to end up getting the short end of the stick from all you guys. And I just want, I'm glad I got to kind of establish that early. Thank you, Noah.
0: What are you saying is fake news right now?
2: Yeah, well, what's the fake news? (laughs) The idea that Targaryens control their dragons.
0: I don't think any of them, I think they all know that they don't truly control them.
1: Well, and earlier in the season, King Viserys says it's an illusion that we think that we control the dragons.
2: But he says that only with his daughter. I don't think everyone knows that information. I don't think Damon thinks it's an illusion. I think the rest of them really do believe that. I don't think that's something that's told to all Targaryens. I think they're, be- you know, they get a b- big swollen head of like, only we can do this. Like, you kind of need that confidence to jump on a dragon. So I don't think they're told oh yeah, that's all BS. Anyone could really do this because that's going to make you like a lot more timid when approaching a dragon for the first time. I think they kind of need to be told that lie in some senses. I think he just opened up to his daughter and like told her like, hey, that's all BS. Like we're not really in control. We just need to pretend that's the case so we can intimidate all these other people. Just like politicians in a sense, they're not really in control. Like people are in control, but politicians have to convince us like, they're the ones who make all the decision and we vote for them so they can make decisions for us. So I think Targaryens are just like playing everybody, but they also play themselves. That I was nice. quite the hot take. <laughs> 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 all right. None I, I, of I, us know what you're talking about.
0: Right
2: now. <laughs> <laughs> Someone else listening is nodding their head like,
1: yes, he gets it. Some sound off in the comments if what he just said makes any Please. sense to you if you're listening <laughs> to this. Kelsey LVP, who you got?
0: Uh I got Brad for my <laughs> <laughs> right now. <laughs> uh, After making me. us listen to that rant, <laughs> I uh, don't know what cough medicine you're on right now, Brad. But <laughs> no, I I, I can kind of see where you're going, but it's a it's a stretch in my mind. Um it's hard for me because I think in some cases, so I would say my LVP besides Amon, I mean, I think I made my position clear on Eamon's actions this um this episode. So obviously Amon is number one. I already talked about that. But for me kind of, it's not necessarily Rhaenyra herself, but I go really back and forth on the portrayal that Emma Darcy has of Rhaenyra. I think it's very weak in a lot of ways um I don't know there's just something about the way that she portrays her that she doesn't have this like stature about her almost it's you see almost like she seems very timid in a lot of ways even in her delivery even in her delivery to um Damon after he chokes her which Oh, actually, you know what? No, that's my LVP is that scene because that doesn't make any sense to me. Um, but you know, after she chokes, he chokes her and she's talking about the song of Ice and fire and like the Sarah's telling her and stuff. And she's like, Oh, you didn't know? (laughs) Ha ha ha. Like, and it's just like, it wasn't, I don't know. I guess I just don't fully agree with all the ways that she portrays this character or that they portray this character. Um, so for me that that's probably like, it's a weak LVP, but that's, that's one but um obviously yeah that scene where Damon chokes Renira i think that is so out of character and weird that it just really threw me off
1: i have a lot of thoughts on that scene in particular and I, and it really it was just confusing to me and and that's one of the big questions that i wanted to pose to you guys is how do you explain their relationship because up to this point i really thought that as much as damon is a super chaotic character and he's a wild card and he, you know, will fly off the handle and do some crazy shit. Like he was nothing but loyal to Rhaenyra up to this point. And they're kind of kindred spirits. They have this unspoken um, bond where like, you know, with the scene with Vayman in the last episode or two, whatever, two episodes ago, um, he kind of looks at her for approval. She nods and then he slices his head off. I mean, it just, they have that bond. And so it was, seemed really uncharacteristic that he choked her. And I, I still don't quite understand why I mean I know he wants to go to war and she's holding back but like that so you're gonna physically abuse your wife. I was confused about that Kate what are your thoughts on that
3: yeah I hated that scene first of all because like I love Damon and I still continue to love him but only because I think that was such a weird scene that I agree with you guys it didn't make any sense based on like how their relationship has been like they've had this relationship literally since episode 1 of this kind of mutual respect i feel like and and i feel like damon has always been like yeah like you are the heir and after the first like one or two episodes like i thought maybe he wanted the throne but since then like i have not thought that once like i think he's been like yep it's you and like i'm here to you know support you and you know kind of whisper in your ear on some things of course but Yeah, I just thought that scene did not make any sense considering what we've seen so
0: far.
2: I disagree. I know it's a big shocker. Fake news. I'd like (laughs) to. (laughs) Please explain that, Brad. I don't. I don't think it was that out of character for him. I think it's like an old habit. I mean, like Corliss had literally just said when he was going through. Like, I'm not obviously. I'm not like justifying what he did. It's fucked up and it's wrong and he shouldn't have done it. But I wasn't like yo, how weird. Like, like Corliss said when he was dealing with personal tragedy, he went about things the way he knew knew how. He went to war at the sea. That's what he does. I think Damon like. Yeah, he was a little bit more measured when, you know, dude is like calling these kids bastards, but those aren't his kids. So it's a little bit easier to like look at his girl and be like, "Hey, do I have your approval right now?" And I still think he has that respect. I don't think he's after the throne, but he just lost, you know, like that was his child also that he just lost due to the stress of the situation. So he's also deal, you know, mourning in a sense, and I think he's retreating to what he knows best of I escape my sadness by fighting people and fucking people up and i think he feels like right now the prince the queen is taking that away from him and he's acting like a spoiled little brat again which was used to be his go-to for a long time if you're not letting me get my way this is how i deal with like my grieving let me do this
0: Hmm. i I actually think
2: that's a pretty good point god Gus. i
0: was just gonna say there were so many opportunities to portray him in a way that would make him go towards domestic violence. Yes, he's a violent man. I'm not taking that away, but he's violent in the sense of, like, you know, war, like you were saying, or like when there's disrespect and it's bit and it's called on. there's so many opportunities like when he's in the whorehouses, um when he's dealing with all these things of like showing him as being violent towards his women. And I just I don't see it. Um, and we have also seen that there's a lot of deleted scenes, you know, after um, his second wife is Dracarist. She Dracarists is herself, you know, of like him hugging his daughters and things like that. So I don't know. I just I, I don't I don't see it like if it was Aegon, yeah, I'd be like, okay, yeah, he was going to choke the shit out of her. But I just, I don't know. I don't see it. Um, obviously yes, he killed his first wife, but I think that was more of like out of opportunity because he's also an opportunist. Didn't love her, didn't respect her, didn't want to be in that marriage. So he just saw an opportunity to get out of it. Um, yeah, he's a flawed character and all that. It just, and also it it was so also was very point. Like to me, it was very pointless. It didn't have any type, like it wasn't showing it because then afterwards they're Together and he's the one that delivers the the message about Luceris too. So it was just very it seemed just very almost biased from like a screenwriter perspective to me.
1: It's almost like, you know, where they don't want us as viewers to be liking Damon as much as everyone is. So they're like, okay, we have to show something that makes him, you know, a little bit more unlikable. Completely. But I also I Kelsey, I completely agree with you about her response to it and how weird that was. Cause we've seen a similar type scene in different movies or TV shows before where someone's getting, you know, maybe physically dominated, but then they cut that person deep and like, they get the last laugh by some comment, like either um, insulting the person's masculinity or something else like that, that kind of, you know, makes them really feel ashamed in this. I feel like that's what they were going for, but talking about the song of ice and fire, which Damon didn't even know what she was talking about and she's like, oh, he didn't tell you? Like, thinking that was some burn. And then it's just like, that wasn't? I don't know. I thought that was really yeah. lackluster.
0: Fell really yeah. flat. I feel yeah, like I, yeah.
2: I agree with that. Like, yeah. It, and it only proved Damon's point. He's like, you, you're right. Like, he didn't know what she was talking about. But for her defense to him saying... Yo, he used to have all these crazy fantasies and weird ass dreams and be like, Oh, but he didn't tell you about this dream. (laughs) This one that also sounds crazy, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, the the darkness in the north. He's like, What the the
1: fuck are you talking about? It's (laughs)
0: It's almost, it almost reminds me of (laughs) like, um, suppose like a serious serious version of like <laughs> homer choking bart <laughs> like when he just gets frustrated <laughs> like shut up boys like whatever <laughs> it's just it, yeah i don't know that whole scene It, it just i don't know it's just I mean, didn't it anything it. for me yeah
2: Do you guys think rhaenyra looks at him differently now
3: no, after choking him, what?
2: yeah yeah do you think that open like oh my god like this dude like do you think she at all like it's like yo like my husband's like kind of a cycle or yo my husband really has the power over me like do you think you know 10 minutes not 10 minutes but like you know two episodes from now is that like a, a scene that doesn't really like matter or play like a major impact or like does that change her, her view of him
1: uh, I think it shows the cracks in the foundation where we all thought they had such a great relationship and I think that maybe it's not maybe there's going to be more to it of just like either him being a bad husband or just like really kind of a splitting of the two of them, maybe a little bit, but maybe I have no idea. Okay.
3: I mean, I think it should change her opinion and it should matter to her, but I think, I don't know. It just felt like a throwaway scene. So I don't know that it's really going to change anything or like even be a thing that we
0: remember in season two.
1: Yeah. yeah. I, I hope you're right, to be honest. I hope it is just a throwaway scene, so I don't have to think about it anymore.
0: Yeah, I, I agree, Kate, because, yeah, it does seem like such a throwaway, especially because they make him be the person that delivers the news about Luke, like we mentioned. So I feel like that's going to be overshadowing. And um, I mean, think about their relationship growing up, too, when Rhaenyra was so young he, in my opinion, did a lot worse shit to her when she was young. Like, you know, he abandoned her and like did all this stuff to her and, and like really
1: manipulative stuff.
0: Yeah. Really manipulated her. So obviously we know that this is a toxic thing, even though we all ship it, we know it's toxic. It's like the Joker and, and, um, Harley Quinn. Right. But except if they were uncle and and niece, but, um, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, I don't know. I just, I can't imagine that being a thing, but it being House of the Dragon, I'm sure they'll mention it 20 million times. Like, yeah. I remember when you choked the, <laughs> the thing that, the necklace that you give me lays upon and you will be like, okay.
1: I forgot about that. Well, Rhaenyra, aside from being choked by her husband, she lost her dad. She lost her baby. She lost her other son. She found out her throne got usurped and she found out that the, the greens are coming for her and her family. So Rhaenyra was my LVP. Kate, I know you have her as your MVP. So who was your biggest loser of the episode?
3: Um, so mine was Otto because he got absolutely eight by Damon. And I these really quotes <laughs> down and I'm so excited to say them because they were so Love it. good. All right. So he says, I would rather feed my sons to the dragons than have them carry shields and cups for your drunk usurper cunt of a king. <laughs> Great. And was then, that was that was chef kiss for sure. <laughs> yes. And then, um, when she's when Rainier is like, I'll think about it and give you an answer, which was kind of weird to me, but I feel like that's strategy. Um, he says she can have her answer now, stuffed in her father's mouth along with his withered cock. <laughs> I, I was dying. <laughs>
1: yeah, and then Rainier went up to him, t- plucked his little hand of the king bad <laughs> thing you know, off, threw it in the water, or whatever it was like you fucking traitor <laughs> like He's you're not
3: such, well i hate him also so like i was like rooting for them to just like fuck him up and they kind of did with words and
0: throwing away his little pin wait this okay wait you just sparked something in my head so auto and company is most likely still there right
2: thank you i was yes. that's what i said to kate i was like yo so is i said one of two things either happens i said word is going to get back to the queen about what happened to her son, and she has Otto and them there at Dragonstone already, or somehow word gets to Otto first, and he tells his guys, "Hey, we gotta get the like get out of here before like they find out about this." Kate was saying like she doesn't think they're there, and I'm like, "Well, well I, I don't either. I f- I figured they just got on a boat and sailed her right home."
0: She but said, they, "You'll have an answer on the morrow."
2: Right. So I was thinking they spent the night. Maybe they made up the guest rooms. Said like, you know, come on in. Oh, I just assumed they'd send a raven over there and yeah, that's same. what Kate said. I don't think so. I don't think <laughs> things work like that. If you're like I'll have I don't an know. tomorrow, like it's guess right. Like, but, isn't, no, but
1: isn't tomorrow like, oh no, that's a fortnight.
2: Yeah, no, I don't know. <laughs> I don't like, know. I they're welcome. Yeah, tomorrow. They'll have an, I mean, they went there not expecting war. Like they, Otto went there like, I'm sure not expecting to die. So I'm sure he went there under guess rights thinking like, oh, this will be okay. Just like same with Luke, you know? So like I think they're there. They might not be literally there like in the castle or whatever, but I don't think they went all the way back to King's Landing to await an answer that's going to take a few days to get to them when they can have their answer in the morning and then go home and deliver it. Yeah.
0: Hmm. Maybe. But now, yeah. Yeah. I mean, but now truly, I guess we'll we'll see what they decide to do with it. But yeah, I was thinking that and I was like, okay, well now Otto is probably either going to get got by Damon or it's going to be a tool Um, but when Rhaenyra comes around on the dragon again, like, obviously it's badass, but it's like how many, it's just, I just feel like it's so, things are so repetitive in this show. And also their
1: bitch asses this. Yeah, it
0: was a callback.
1: Yeah. That's like, well, because before she was on the opposite side. So it was Ah. like, she came in against, uh, you know, with Mm. Otto, essentially not really, but kind of against Damon. And now she's doing the same thing again
0: yeah i guess that makes sense um but also like the second that they were there and especially the second that they draw drew swords and shit i i would make them my prisoner like i it's i'm not drawing blood but you guys are going to be prisoner until i decide or like just for a little bit or whatever happens i just i don't know this whole thing just nothing makes sense to me in the show
1: well i think that it's it's but I, i think it does make sense because rainier said the whole time if this war is going to start, I'm not going to be the one to draw first blood. She said she's not going to make a move. And by, yeah. a, by arresting and and keeping the hand of the king as a prisoner, then that is basically drawing, I mean, that is starting the war. And that's exactly what she said she wasn't going to do.
0: Not necessarily a prisoner, like for forever, but like, I would be like, yo, making sure that they're in somewhere that they can't get out, kind of like they did with Renee, like until she makes her decision. So some weird shit doesn't happen. So, like, to but Kate's a, point, like, what if they leave and Luceris is dead now? We're looking
2: this as, like, a post-red wedding world, but in their world, this is, like, pre-red wedding. I don't know if there's any precedence for, like, guest rights ever having been broken up until this point. And you probably always think, like, well, I'm a guest, so, like, I'm good. I'm 90%, like, gonna be okay. Like I do But I mean, that I'll doesn't apply here.
1: Like, the guest rights is, like, if you let someone in under your roof and share, like food and drink like, with them like them I mean, showing up outside on their front lawn is not really a guest right thing he
3: was giving them terms like he was like yeah it was like well, a mess it was, right, it was like a
2: me- he was okay, a messenger so, you're not supposed you. to kill yeah. like a messenger delivering yeah. like i mean that's a crazy situation for Otto to put himself in otherwise and he seemed pretty confident not scared so i'm thinking he thinks he kind of has that in his back pocket of like because why would he go like that's a really ballsy move for him to go like everyone knows like this was more his move to make, you know, to usurp them versus, like, Allison's. Mm -hmm. So, like, for him to go would be a really gutsy move unless he felt like he had that to fall back on.
1: Hmm. Well, I think that, you know, we talked about the choking scene, which was tough to watch, but there were some other parts of this episode that were tough to watch as well. So, Kate, why don't we start with you? Uh, Why don't you talk a little bit about your cringe moment of this episode?
3: Well, actually we already did because the choking scene
0: was my cringe
3: moment.
1: Yeah. All right. Do you have that too, uh, Kels?
0: I haven't really thought about it. Go to Brad and I'll think, I'll ponder.
2: Do you have that too, Brad? No, I actually have it. My cringe moment is, and this led down a rabbit hole that I I did not (laughs) see coming for me today, was there was a moment in yesterday's episode with a reference, Lord Paramount Grover Tully. And when that happened, I literally laughed out loud. Kate looked over and said, Why is that funny? And I said, Why would you name a fictional character Grover? Cause I'm literally only going to think about Sesame Street now. It's
0: a name. It's a legit. It's a name. People are names, Grover. named
1: Grover.
2: Grover Cleveland. He was a, a yeah. Like, president. Other than the president who like got stuck in the bathtub, like
0: I can't wait for all the Grovers of the world to stop listening to us now. I'm weird. Gonna be,
1: you're, you. are
2: angering. You're Don't poking leave the bear. Us
0: Grovers.
2: <laughs> Let's go to. I'll go to war against the Grovers. That is, <laughs> and wow. I also said no, and I also said. It's a fictional, you don't name a fictional character that. I'm not saying that name is like, there's anything wrong with that name, like in real life. My argument more is like, yo, there's one fictional character named Grover. Everyone's going to think of Sesame Street. But then I learned per Emergency Awesome, and I've seen like others report on this too, but like in Emergency Awesome's video today, he talks about how there's an entire... Like branch of the Tullys, all named after Muppets, because George R. R. Martin's a big Muppets fan. So there is an Elmo Tully, a Kermit Tully, all in that family. So I was right in making the assumption that there's no way any fictional author names a character Grover, is unless you're a Sesame Street character. Is there a Snuffleupagus Tully? Like, what do think of other fictional names? No, he's like, only. Oh, that's just- can you ever see another fictional character in any other universe ever, ever being named, like, you know, uh, Daenerys? Like, no, it's so established. Like, that name's kind of spoken for in fiction. Grover
0: is an actual name, Brad. Like, that's not so <laughs> out of... If it was, yeah, if it was Big Bird or Snuffleupagus, <laughs> like... <laughs> yeah, that when my mind would go there. <laughs>
3: God, every one of your answers
2: today Have been so <laughs> weird what you are is weird wrong one. with you Can anyone else name a fictional Grover in, Okay but in, why Why was that your cringe moment Oh it was just No it was cringe learning later on That there's an entire Sesame Street <laughs> Branch of Like Yo. Game of Thrones lore All named after <laughs> Sesame Street characters That's First of weird. all Sesame
0: Street is the shit A okay. lot of kids
2: oh, have been yeah. helped Because of Sesame <sighs> Street Oscar no, the Grouch street. I also love the Simpsons. I wouldn't want there to be a, a family in the Game of Thrones lore where they're named Homer, Marge, and Bart.
0: Again, actual names. Uh, Brad, yeah, Oscar, I, Oscar the
1: Grouch Baratheon was my favorite character.
2: I, I thought of that and I was like, who's next? Like, uh, is Oscar gonna welcome them at the door when they arrive? Like, that actually really sounds gonna, like
1: a name that could be in the show, though.
2: Yeah. Are they gonna do this as an episode next year when um when he goes? uh Who was that guy sent? jacaris He's the one that sent to go speak with them. So I'm like, yo, is there literally gonna be an episode where he's walking around this castle and they're like. Yo, you've met Cookie Monster our Chef?
0: Brad, <laughs> I just
2: okay.
1: Um, okay. Well, my my cringe <laughs> moment easily, easily was the childbirth scene. Oh, uh, tough. how okay. What's the, how many seen,
0: childbirth scenes are we gonna have? Have we, are we like seen this?
1: more dragons Please. this season, or chi- the terrible, disgusting childbirth scenes yeah. this season? Good God, I think childbirth! I everything I think, yeah. wrote in my notes all caps like uh like <laughs> get out of here like she's yelling get out like Ugh! she's like, or, like she pulls it out of her vagina <laughs> dude, dude. and the and the the head was on uh that was disgusting the only thing i thought was funny about the situation <laughs> was you see they're all very sad and they have a little funeral for this baby and they're having a little like baby-sized funeral pyre and i'm like I wonder if they had like did they have the dragon Dracaris, that like little baby? Like I'm happy to have. They it's like the did, smallest yeah. dragon. They did that
2: in the uh, when the other baby passed in one of the episodes. They did that, but they in, in episode one. In they the monster, did. Exactly.
1: Yeah. 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 Yeah, they didn't show the they didn't show the dragon, but uh I just but, but also the way they shot it, I thought was weird. Like They kept cutting between Rhaenyra's face in pain and her screaming and then her dragon Cyrax like roaring. And I'm like, I didn't understand why they were doing that. I didn't that didn't make any sense to me.
3: It's the connection between the rider and the dragon. Okay, I like that. Showing that they have such a strong connection that the dragon is feeling Feeling pain too.
1: But they
0: did Vagar was sleeping like she had never slept before in her life when did wasn't she sleeping when?
1: Well, she was uh, just like showing on the
2: beach. She's like, Yeah,
0: she was just hanging she's out.
2: dipping her toes in the, in the, in the water.
0: Yeah. He, he well, there is, is her there's dragon. a big
2: thing about proximity. Like, I don't know if this answers your question, Kelsey, but there is a big thing about proximity being important. Like, you know, like, let's say, for example, like Drogon, he's not connected with Daenerys, like, when he's at a distance. So, like, let's say when he comes and saves her from the stadium, that was him just coming. But, like, you know, the scene when um, I forget, I think they're at Slaver's Bay and she ends up like beheading those people, or she has like a gray worm behead those people. Like, Drogon knows to come in because she wants for him to intimidate them. So, when the dragon's close, it senses your emotions more. But when you're further away, huh. like that, like, link, that's why they pet the dragon and like look at them close because they're like feeling that psychic bond. But the further and further away they get, like, that's lost. Well,
1: it's just like you see that with Damon and Caraxes in this one, where he's like threatening the two Kingsguard guys, and like he didn't even have to motion or signal or anything. Like, Caraxes knew exactly when to come in and with his long, weird freaking neck.
3: That and- was amazing. That shot. Yeah. I fucking love that. Which, did they did they die? They won't we'll see
0: them again.
1: No, they, 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 they did what was right, but why was he suspicious of them? I didn't even get that.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I think he maybe he's like, just
1: like, he needs to test everyone to make sure they're exactly. loyal kind of thing.
2: He, he was exactly. trying to
0: teach Joceris a lesson, but yeah. even then like, it was really, I don't know, it was
3: really yeah, it weird. Was
2: weird. He was trying to flex, but it was weird. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, okay. Oh, sorry. No, no, no. <laughs> oh, I'll jump in then. Um, no <laughs> one has mentioned the weird all-employee meeting that, like, uh, Damon was leading at the time of this, like, horrific childbirth taking place. And all of the people, like, looking at him, like, yo, you want to take five, like, as she's screaming? And he just keeps going. They're like, yo, do you want to go see how she's He's doing like, what? You, little want, little you little want to show? check on her? You yeah, want to just like, go. And David just keeps <laughs> on, like, running through <laughs> his shit. Like, that was another thing that, like, added into that just made things, like, even more cringe of, like, yo, true. he's really, like, gone off the deep end. What well, I thought was... With-
3: he's already been through one super traumatic birth and lost a wife to it. So he's probably like really nervous. And like, he also thinks he's going to get attacked by the greens. So he's just trying to set up a plan and figure it out. I like what you said too, Brad,
1: when you said Brad, that, that that's like when he is experiencing trauma like that's how he deals with it and so like it just kind of blocks everything else out he goes into that zone and I actually kind of I, I like that it makes it, uh, his actions make a little bit more sense when you put it in in that kind of framework um one thing i thought was weird also was in the beginning rainy rainy niece comes and you know tells them that that viserys is dead and all this and damon's like how did viserys die it's like how did he the fuck are you asking for? You saw him two days ago and he looked like a he fucking skeleton. No like hurt. what? Yeah. <laughs> Is it really that far-fetched that he just he had to be carried out in the chair and he's like, ah, I, like you, you, you really can't? Oh, he had to have gotten murdered. W- maybe when he was just he trying saw him.
0: To, maybe he was just trying to sow the seeds of like, yo, I we cannot, so. like, yeah, we can't trust these people. Like, clearly well okay but someone else asked that too i think the guy that got got uh at king's landing where uh, Sir made him sit down like he also said like oh my gosh hold on oh (laughs) my puppy's about to fall off the couch oh my god so funny um sorry (laughs) that's the second reference to my puppy he's literally he's like on his back like rolling like this very slowly towards the edge (laughs) very cute so sorry listeners
1: um (laughs) uh, uh, and Uh, and what's
0: Oh, I was just going to say, yeah, like, I mean, truly, Alicent being there and then saying Aegon, you know, Aegon had these last wishes and then, oh, he just died. And then now, yeah, I think truly for Damon, it's him just trying to be like trying to build the the foundation of like why they need to go to war against them.
1: Okay. And what is it that Damon is doing with the dragons? Because they're obviously setting this up for the future, but we saw in a previous episode. He's collecting the dragon eggs. He mentions in this one that he basically has like a dragon incubator that they're just like chilling in. He goes to find Vermithor, which is that huge dragon that we saw. It's, uh, Vermithor is the second largest and second oldest living dragon, uh, second only to Vagar. And he's singing to him in High Valyrian, and it's the, the dragon's put on a light show. Like Damon is bonded with Caraxes, so he can't bond with firm And so I get trying to recruit these dragons to their side. And it's important that the war to come, you know, they're going to have, they need to have this big advantage, but he calls it as 13 to four, the dragons, the black side has over the green side. Obviously that becomes 12. Well, potentially um, now that Arax and, and uh, Luceris is dead, but he says, we have Cyrax that's Rhaenyra's Caraxes. That's Damon. Uh, Malice, that's Rainese's. Your sons have Vermax, that's Jace's, Arax, that's Luke, but dead, and Tyraxes for Joffrey, I guess. Bela has one too, but then there's also unclaimed dragons, the one that belonged to Lanar, that's Sea Smoke, who still resides on Driftmark. Uh, Vermathor, we're just talking about, and then Silverwing. And then there's three other wild ones. So I know he's like, he's gonna go out and try to re- get all of these. Um, but I don't think there's dragon riders enough for all that. But I mean, it definitely looks like the advantage is significant for the blacks over the greens in terms of the dragons that they have. But like, I don't know. I just, I, what is he?
2: Do you guys have any guesses on what he's doing? Well, they have dragon riders that don't have a dragon. Like who? Uh, well, well, what's her name that had her dragon stole? What Raina also lost her fiance. <laughs> yeah,
1: man, that girl's that girl's also taken. She could have be the LVP also. Yeah, but like that's how. Hopefully,
3: yeah, like, hopefully, she comes back as a bad bitch. And, yeah,
2: okay. But she, I mean, she's a dragon, like a potential yeah. dragon rider without yeah. a dragon. So I know right offhand they have her. And I, I don't know if there's anyone else that maybe we haven't thought. I mean, isn't there another kid that they just haven't shown in the show yet? But that might be on Team Avon.
3: There's another son on Team Green that they oh,
2: okay. didn't show. but I was going to say, maybe there's someone else that we just don't know about because they haven't been like a main character. Like, oh, they're you know, they're oh. three years old right now, but eventually... We they'll...
3: have Rhaenyra and Damon's two kids, but they're like infants, so... Yeah. Right.
0: I think I he's know. just building. Yeah, I think he's just building a dragon army. Maybe he anticipated. I think maybe he's been anticipating this happening from the greens since the beginning because Otto's a little bitch. So he's just been like, all right, well, I'm going to try. And clearly he's not dead. So that dragon, I don't know if you can claim multiple dragons like you were saying, like that you can't. But I mean, maybe
1: yeah, you don't think Daenerys could have so. her other dragons. I think she is a exception to this, but I think typically, like you have a. It's the same reason that a dragon doesn't get another rider until that you're until you're dead. So I think that's why, um, potentially, why they don't really mention what sea smoke uh, and like you know why sea smoke hasn't gotten another rider. You'd think that being, Lenore's I guess, so hold on, Lenore's uncle or or sorry niece would be reina right. and Bela, right so yeah. you'd think one of them would try to just go bond with that because they yeah. think that he's dead but they don't so i think that's part of the thing so the dragon doesn't bond with another rider until the rider's dead and you know it's kind of a match thing hmm. anyway um
3: i didn't think about that because i was like oh yeah obviously he's going to get the biggest dragon that's available but i didn't think about how he already has one
1: I yeah, because pretty- i think Then theoretically, someone could just go bond with all of them and like literally just run shit by themselves because you have (laughs) an army of all the dragons. That'd be so cool. (laughs) What's happening?
2: What'd you say, Brad? Could Damon be trying to upgrade, mate? I mean, you know, maybe maybe he feels in my mind. Look, yo, I need someone bigger and badder, and I'll pass my dragon off to someone else. Like, I mean, he's clearly not thinking that clearly in this episode. Like. That if might I was
3: Caraxes uh, and he did that to me, I would to yeah. him immediately.
2: It's <laughs> fucked up. Yeah, it's not going to go well for him, but, you know, he's not a guy in, like, the right, you know, set of mind right now. He, he's thinking, you know, he's got red in his eyes. Like, oh, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if that that was his, like, motive of going down there and being like, all right, I need someone that's going to match their dragon, so let's do this. Hell
0: huh. okay. hath no fury like a Kate dragon. Okay. <laughs> You're like I mean, I'm gonna jackarse the shit out of him. <laughs> I would be so mad. So Why are you confused,
1: Noah? No, I'm I'm thinking about my next question. <laughs> how, to, how to how to phrase this? So switching gears to the relationship between the the two key women in this show, Alicent and Rhaenyra. There's the scene where we already talked about, uh, you know, when Otto comes and brings the terms, mm-hmm. but then he also gives a piece of paper to Rainier as a gesture from Alicent that, you know, the friendship is still alive and they have potential and all that. And it's just the torn page is a callback from a previous episode where they had a book and and whatever, it doesn't matter. But I'm curious what your take is on their relationship. Do you think this was a genuine gesture from Alicent? Do you think that she knows what she's doing and it's kind of just toying with her or trying to, you know, hope that Rainier doesn't, you know, start a war with her or, or she just kind of, Takes the L here, you know. What do you What do you think about this? Or was it a manipulative tactic?
0: At this point, it's manipulation purely. She they moved so quick to to confirm Aegon and did all the stuff that they did that. At this point, there's no hope of them trying to trying to do that. Anything that she's doing is anything other than pure manipulation, and her trying to to call back to their childhood and like you know their first love as like best friends.
1: But that this is this comes back to a question from last episode, where do you think that Alicent really believes that Viserys' dying wish was to crown Aegon? Or do you think it was a way to just make sure that her kids have the power and it's all about an ambition and it's all about a, a power grab?
2: Because I mean, this question, ties together with that. Why do you assume <laughs> Alicent is the one who really delivered that page?
0: Well, because she'd be the only one that would have it, or know and know the meaning.
2: You don't think Otto could have taken that years and years ago and be like, "Yo, this could be potential leverage one day." And I don't paper
3: from a book, like no.
0: I don't really see him and Allison having those types of conversations of like, "Hey, this is what I did with my friend in the yard."
2: No, no, no. no. But I mean, if she always kept that piece of paper and he knew, like, "Oh, this means something in there," he didn't say like hey she kept you know like she said to tell you this and told them some secrets she was like oh she always hoped you could rekindle he might have just found that in her room knowing like he would have no
0: context of what it meant he would have it's just a piece of paper to him
2: but it's from the book that they used to study between that was her job is to help her study using that book so if she had one torn piece of paper out from that book from 15 years ago that obviously meant something there both of them
0: Brad, you can't even remember the characters' names, and you got down a rabbit hole of Grover. I don't think that this man, who is just purely about like you know furthering the name of Hightower, would pay any type of attention. Plus, he was gone for all those years. Remember, he was gone from from the Red Keep and stuff like that. He was right, like a
2: I'm banter, saying, So how would he I'm know that? Two years ago, he might have taken that piece of when he got back, he might have taken that piece of paper and been like, "Oh, this is clearly like." some kind of weird friendship thing between them i'm gonna use it i'm gonna keep this and one day maybe it'll come to my benefit are you
1: throwing out a theory here or do you actually believe that
2: um i didn't think of it until you were saying it like i have obviously first time watching it was right away like oh that's Allison yeah, oh, kept that how much i mean but then when you said it right there i was like shit we don't know we we never heard allison say hey take this piece of paper it'll she'll know what i mean like we don't know that we're just assuming that's because what we're told like auto is so manipulative that like i would have imp- put it past him to like use that bond between the two of them being like i'm gonna play this to my advantage like anyone in game of thrones who's manipulative would think that's you know clearly to do that like
1: well but i think you know, what the thing is that I, to
2: do with the dagger you know well whether it's Otto giving that paper
1: or Alicent, i mean the goal is the same it doesn't really change anything
0: yeah, and clearly it works. Yeah. Like, I mean, they Rhaenyra's side was all ready to be like, yo, fuck you for all this stuff. And then that like stops her in her tracks and is like, okay, like I'll I'll talk to you about this. I'll sleep on this. Well, but-
1: Renira says, I do not wish to rule over a kingdom of ash and bone, which echoes what Denera says, or I don't want to be a queen of the ashes. And she's she's being smart because she's like, is my role as the queen to take power for myself at all costs, or is it to make sure that the kingdom thrives and everyone is safe and all these things. And so she's like, and so she really thinks maybe it will be the best idea for me to just retreat to Dragonstone. We'll make a deal and everyone will, no one has to die over this. Um, Obviously that's not going to happen now, but I don't know. I I think that I go back and forth, but I, I think that, this whole thing has really just kind of gotten away from both Rhaenyra and Alicent where things are happening that they couldn't control and that they probably didn't want. And, and we saw it, what, two episodes ago at the dinner where they kind of rekindle and they apologize to each other. And she's like, no, like, come back. We need to spend time together. And I really do did believe at the time um, that they both wanted that. And, and even now, I think they do still have love for each other as much as, you know, now there's no coming back from what's been done both with, crowning Aegon, and especially now with what happened to Luke. But I don't think these things are are wanted to have happened by either side. So I I do kind of believe that the gesture was a um, a true one with with the page, as stupid as it was.
0: I don't know. I think this is another ploy. I talked about it last week, but I think this is another ploy to try to do anything to save her sons. And she knows that they're in danger now. And I mean, the terms that Otto comes, I mean, well, yeah, they're literally like demands, like you're going to do this and then we'll like let you live, which I don't even know if that's true. We don't even know if these terms are true, really, because Otto is hellbent on killing anyone that is in Aegon's way. But,
2: but is that know, any different we'll than what the Targaryens did, the Baratheons? Like, I I thought Bradley brought up a good point when he was like, yo, they came here with like a wife for my kids. They brought this. You come in here being like, well, you said you were going to do this and now you have to. Like,
0: Um, I think it's different coming from a usurper trying to over like basically throw a coup versus someone reminding you like, hey, like you pledged to me. We have history. Like, I would love for us to like be able to work together further or whatever. But I agree. Like, I mean, but like I said, we don't know what's on that paper. Maybe he just wasn't, maybe he just was like, nah, whatever. Maybe the maester fucked up and said some weird shit because he doesn't want to go with the target. Who knows? Like, you mean that's. Yeah, yeah. Who
1: knows? But I mean, history is written by the victors, right? So I think that if Aegon ends up winning this war and Rhaenyra and her side dies, the blacks die, the greens survive, then like that's like he's not a usurper. You know, he has the, the conqueror's crown, he has the conqueror's sword, he has the name. He, you know, all these things. is the firstborn male of yeah, the auto auto ran through it well.
2: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, it's all perspective. Like anyone could say anyone's, you know, usurper. Like it really, you could, you know, and that's what makes the show good. It really yeah. you know, is it this person that the king said? And yeah, I, I did think Otto the one thing that did bug me in this episode was when Otto says something like is running through all the things about like, you know, this and that and Otto's running through, yo, he's got this, he's got this. Like, and then he goes, at the time when your father named you queen, he hadn't had a firstborn son yet. But he repeated that again after he had a firstborn son, which kind of made me mad. Like, I'm like, that's kind of a BS one right there to be like, at the time he named you queen, he hadn't had a firstborn son. I'm like, he went up to the throne again after having... a boy and said like yo nothing's changed she's still the queen so I don't get why that was brought up
1: yeah but Damon in that same scene Damon calls it out like yeah and who did he who did the king say was his heir and uh and and it was kind of like a Cersei line where it's like you think a piece of paper is gonna uh, gonna save you and he says like you think that the dying words of the words of a dying king matter now he my side has this 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 so he basically acknowledged that it, it doesn't fucking matter what he wanted
2: okay As long as, like, brought up, like, you know, I was like, wait, that could be, like, proven wrong real quick. And there were a lot of witnesses to that. So if you're going by based on, like, well, that was before he had a firstborn son. Like, there a lot of people that were like, no, he announced it again.
1: Yeah. Did you catch that when they announced that a, a ship is coming there with, obviously, it had auto and stuff on it. And whoever the Kingsguard guy tells them, he said that it has a, it's flying a banner of, a three, a green three-headed dragon. So they have a new, like, Targaryen sigil with the green on there, which I thought was a cool little... I would have liked to have seen that, but I thought that was a little cool addition.
2: Yeah, it's kind of like the inverted... Well, I don't know. Like, you know, when when Jon Snow took over Winterfell, like, they did the inverted like Stark banner. I love when they play with the, like, you know, like this is the sigil, but this is what our, like, touch on it and stuff
1: like that. Well, and uh, so... That's what Joffrey did, too, where they kind of merged the Baratheon and the Lannister stuff oh, together cool. a little bit. Uh, well, what else? You guys have anything else from this episode that you want to talk about?
0: I mean, we already talked about it briefly, but that Bible scene was so stupid. I just, <laughs> It was so dumb. It I is true. I just can't go without saying it. And, too, Rhaenyra doesn't seem that, like, religious or anything. So, and there was no talk yeah. of, like, the Seven from that yeah. side of the family. So, it was just
2: very out of place to give them more courage than that no, I think she, in the moment no it was just i weird think now.
0: yeah she's lied to her kids so many times or well no she hasn't she doesn't lie to them i but guess she, she knows like, like captors, you know but. like
2: luke is like shitting himself and like she needs to like give him some confidence and be like no fighting i'm not saying it was a smart move i'm not saying that at all but do you think that's why she did it like I need to make them feel like deep down like you are a warrior, but I need you to be cool right now. Yeah, like, we all know you'd be fully capable if you wanted yeah, to fight, but I'm asking yeah. you. I know you're going you want to go in there and whoop some ass, but I need you to be <laughs> cool.
0: I'm I'm not buying
2: that. I'm
0: not <laughs> either,
1: but it's funny to think about.
0: <laughs> I know you guys can do some MMA dragon shit right now, but please for the sake of the just realm.
2: For once in your life, don't whoop ass. <laughs> I know we just showed.
0: I know we just showed a scene of you getting your ass whooped on the beach by your brother. But please, for the love of. God. Oh yeah,
1: I forgot about that scene too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, any, anything else you guys have for this one?
0: No, I just, I'm so sad that we have to wait two years. Me Small too. It
1: is it. very depressing. We we take it for granted so much when we have these episodes and where we get rolling through the season. I've loved being able to talk uh, and recap it all with you and, and laugh and, and just talk about our theories and stuff. It's been a lot of fun and I appreciate everybody that's, that's watching and listened as well for allowing us to do this, but that is going to do it for this episode of the Geek & You Shall Find podcast. However, we are not done talking season one of House of the Dragon. We will be back next week to recap the full season and give out our season long awards. Make sure to subscribe. You will be notified when that episode drops. And as a reminder, you can go back and listen to all these breakdowns of each of the 10 previous episodes of House of the Dragon, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all other podcasting platforms you listen to. So once again, Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. And to all of our
2: subscribers in New Zealand, Kia Ora. Shout Bye. out to all you real life Grovers out there. over <laughs> this out. Thank you for
1: listening to another episode of the Geek and You Shall Find podcast powered by Superhero Faces. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. And follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Superhero Faces and on Instagram at superhero underscore faces.